Warning, the following podcast is a shit show, and the individuals you are about to meet are idiots. Their opinions, anecdotes, and advice contain zero nutritional value. This is the critical human condition and all of its strangeness. This is life, according to an idiot. Oh, boy. Do you hear that? Hear that gentle sway? That is the rhythm of the night. You hear that heavy panting? Uh, yes. That's the wind. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. We're setting the mood for this spooky, spooky (laughs) night we have here. Even if you listen during the day, it's still nighttime somewhere. That's true. When you guys are listening to this, it's probably dark because daylight savings is a thing that exists when it shouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) That coat looked like a modern vampire. That's what vampires do, right? It looks very, that's not at all what they do. I, that's what a cat does. I, vampires have never done that. Bleh. You see, you're going around. They're not nasally. It's it's all of the bleh. Bleh. That's movie vampires, though. If there was a real Maybe. vampire, it would be... No, if it was a real vampire, it'd probably be like, Hi, my name's Joshua, It'd be... I'm a fucking vampire. <laughs> it'd make a human sound. Shit. Anyways... Yeah. <laughs> Don't know the vampire uh, tangent. <laughs> I'm also going to introduce myself because that's important. Oh, yes. So, hello. Welcome to According to an Idiot. I am your host, Kaylee. And I am your host, your other host. The other boast. Bo- I'm the host that boasts the most. Jeremy. <laughs> I did see something that I wanted to run by you because... It made my brain tickle with thoughts, which doesn't usually happen. Right. Normally it screams with thoughts. (laughs) You're in anguish. Right. This is like a nice little subtle tickle. Uh, So The wordplay tonight is not, I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) It is currently 930 and usually I'm in bed by now. So if this episode. That in itself is not okay. I understand like being up late, not great. Not a good feeling. Also, Mm -hmm. if late is 930. I mean, that's true. But I'm old. You're literally not old. I have old people joints, so... That's true. That, that ages you that's as a person. That's true, yeah. It, it makes you tired. Joints really do affect your everything. Yeah. If you've got bad joints, you're going to have a bad day. You're going to have low energy, toe fungus. Mm-hmm. You're probably going to have belly button lint. I mean, that's... Yes. Yeah, and definitely some dirt under the fingernails. Weirdly enough, though, ears... Perfectly clean. Yes. Really clean ear canals. That's the number one sign of joint issues. You could eat off of them ears. Eat off the ears. Put some soup in there. Pour some soup in there. See if it comes out the other end. Hope not. Right. Or a shot. Yeah. Mm. So (laughs) (laughs) December will be the closing of the 2010 decade. Uh, We're going to be approaching the 2020s, so I thought we could do a little trip down memory lane. Oh, this is cute. Okay. And 2010. Yeah. What trends do you think were the most regrettable? Oh, boy. So 2010s would be high school age for me, and you were born in the same year as me, I believe. I graduated high school in 2014. Yes. Okay, I graduated in 2015, so we're like the perfect people because we were cognizant and we mm-hmm. were young, which means we experienced all the trends. Yeah, it's true. It's true. We, we hit all the rocks. We hit all the, the, the 2010 decade rocks. So I thought we could take down a trip a trip down I remember. I think we could take down I think we I could think... take down a small village. I think we could take down <laughs> the <think> Viet Cong. <laughs> we're gonna go in there. <laughs> I've already talked so much today that like Yeah, I know you have talked a lot today. Yeah, I'm I only gonna bad. talk more. <laughs> I'm, I'm only so sorry talk. for you. <laughs> we just got done recording the mini episode for the orphans, so if you listen to that, you will realize how much I talked and how much more I will talk now. And you will appreciate <laughs> me for all that I do for you people. So I'll start it off by giving a few examples, and you can build off of it once your memory is jogged a bit. So the challenges, like the cinnamon challenge, the... Oh, yeah, YouTube prankery had just begun. So right. people were just starting... It was like the idea of going on YouTube and acting like a complete idiot mm-hmm. in like a cultural sense was just ramping up. Oh, yeah, it was crazy. There was like cinnamon challenge, and then there was the ice water challenge, and there was like a fire extinguisher challenge... Tide Pod Challenge. The issue with these challenges is that what they really should have done was thin the herd, and none of them did. 
Yeah. I think uh, Tide Pod got a few kids sick. It might have killed a few. I'm not so sure. I think it killed like one infant. Oh, that's horrible. See, that's why it's regrettable. Yeah, that is regrettable because only a baby died. Right. Well, who fed a thing to a baby? I think it saw that it was colorful and it like ate it or something. That sounds like a baby. Yeah, that sounds like a baby Like thing. a bigger baby that can reach things. Like the second stage of baby sim where it's a toddler. Yeah. When you first get your baby sim, it's a baby. It's a bald man in a, in a towel. What? And then you you feed it milk for a couple of days in the Sims world. Yeah. That's a big part for me. Was the 2010s was the Sims. I played. Oh, I played. Same. It, yes, either. Yeah. I played a ton of games, specifically Sims, for some reason. I did too. I yeah. literally collected them. Do you have Sims Three? Sims Two exclusively. I have Sims One, just the base game, but I got that after yeah. I played Sims Two because I'd played all the expansions mm. and I was yeah. like, I want more, and it was the wrong direction because it was like they were farther farther away from the <laughs> camera. And I wanted to look at the pain when I took away family members. Yes. Yeah, I would play God. I it really did something. I think it was good that I got that out of my system, so that like now I don't want to get into politics. Yeah. See, I I just projected what I wanted my life. Life to be oh really so you had good things happen yeah and then i also killed them too so i just tortured these people take, i thought everything's a soap may. opera yeah so it's actually hell like if you were living in my world um i'm not a just god whatsoever see I, I always like i wanted to max out all their skill points like i wanted everyone to like them like they always had like a nice house and good relationship and oh, see, i would do that too but i just give them a taste i want them to be grateful for me as their god in between absolute hell and then right. I give them the worst fate imaginable. So most regrettable trend for you was owning The Sims. Because <laughs> <laughs> it brought to light many mental issues that you have. Another big one, I think, more recently is like the whole Instagram, like Kardashian thing. Large butts. Every influencer looks exactly the same. And yeah. like the plastic surgery. They're all kind of thick. Yeah, and the, like the lip injections. Yeah, and... Don't get me wrong. I mean, they're all, I would, <laughs> I would bed all of them. Well, a lot uh, of guys do it too, yeah. even. You know what this, what this last 10 years brought us? A lot of hot people. A, a lot of hot people. So if a one. A lot of shallow, shallow stuff in general, but a good part of the shallowness is there's a lot of hot people now. Yeah. So many more people on earth have six packs now and like muscles. So I'm going to throw another one at you. Okay. Coney 2012. Oh, God. This one's. This is this feels like a like a dream I had. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's one of those moments in, in in time when you're like, what were we doing? Exactly, that's what I mean. For yeah. those of you who don't know, because some of you might not, even if you were around, you it, were, it wasn't on your radar. African warlord Joseph Coney, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> he I guess at some point did some real messed up shit, and he was using like child soldiers and stuff. And then this there's this guy who found out about Coney. He was the first white man to find out about Coney, and he was like, hey, let's raise awareness of Joseph Coney and his horrible war crimes and I need to make money. And then all of a sudden I just swooped the nation. Literally, I remember the day yeah. my school just got called in for an assembly and it was about that. Yeah, I remember it had and they had the to do with our school and the t-shirts like stop Coney. I don't I don't know if to, anyone got Coney. We had to cover the night, remember that? Mm-hmm. You would buy this kit, it had Coney 2012 posters and so uh, you would blanket the night or cover the night, one of those two, and you would just put them all over town so that when everyone woke up the next day, they'd see the name Coney everywhere and they would have no choice but to address this issue at hand because it was no longer out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, and then nothing happened. And then nothing happened. because <laughs> Kelly, do you know why nothing happened? Do you remember this part of it? Because everyone forgot. No, well, yes, that. but also, mm, the man, <laughs> the, I wish I had his name, he during this campaign he was going all he was flying all over the place to different schools and different events to raise support of this cause. Mm-hmm. He has a mental breakdown. He's videotaped masturbating while running around screaming in <gasps> Los Angeles. What? They say he was masturbating. Maybe he was just naked. Um, he was definitely charged with like you know public, public indecency. Yeah. But yeah, he didn't expect it to blow up as much as it did. I remember seeing it on, on YouTube, and it was him going like, oh, 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 totally naked. Right. So Coney twenty twelve. Did not happen, unfortunately. I would have loved to vote for him. Great candidate. Yeah, he was such a good guy. Uh, this is also going to be weird. The rise of YouTube in general has only been in the last 10 years or so. Right. However, I th- one thing I do think is impressive about YouTube is that it's still relevant as ever. What other site is a YouTube? There's like Vimeo and yeah. there's Vidme, I think. But there's right. there's nothing like YouTube. It is the McDonald's of it is, but videos, online videos. A lot of people are leaving it. It's not the creative hub that it used to be. Well, because it's so, there's money in it now. And it's like a TV right. network, you know? Basically. Because at first it was vloggers. Yeah, like the vloggers. and Talk about right place, right time. Yeah. It's just a, someone with a camera. 
that could talk enough. But now everyone's trying to do it. And I would even say less people are trying to do like YouTube channels now. Right now, yeah. podcasting is becoming that. Everyone's right. got a podcast. We're doomed. Definitely. We're doomed. So I'm going to go through a few of them. Yeah. Just really quick. The one clown epidemic we had where there was just a bunch of killer clowns for a hot minute. Yeah, that was... Yeah. That was weird. No comment. That's all, that's all <laughs> it is. It's just that. If you're not aware, there was this one month or two where there was just a bunch of people dressing up as clowns with knives and they were just walking around towns in the middle of the night and like scaring the shit out of people. That's such a white person thing to do. It's like, why? Stop trying to be scary. Like what? Uh, the mustache trend when there were mustaches on everything, like phone cases oh, that's so and that's jewelry. As hell. Yeah, like the whole scene thing. God, that's in a whole yeah. one in its own, the scene oh, phase. Oh, boy. You probably have more on that than I do. Yeah. I believe you were kind of in the scene. Yeah, but like with the rat tail in the hair where it's like bleached to look like a rat tail. Almost like a wannabe dread. Yeah, and like teased hair and yeah. <laughs> um, And then I'll leave it off on a triggering one for all you f- gamers out there yeah. uh, microtransactions has been new in the last 10 years yeah and has been very regrettable for most people yeah yeah so i thought that was like a cool recap i guess you know if that much has changed in the last 10 years like what will 2020 to 2030 yeah, what will 2020 be that sounds maybe like we're future. gonna look back and be like wow our podcast we did that I used to have a radio show. I used to, yeah. I used to write for the newspaper. You dumb old person. Why weren't you born sooner? There's still newspapers. Sorry. Mm-hmm. If you like newspapers. If there were any trends that you thought about, feel free to leave a comment or something, though. I'm interested in what stuck out to other people. Right. Probably yeah. like more serious ones like war. Probably. And, uh, you know, health crisis. Crime, cancer, small stuff, not cinema challenge. That's the real stuff. That's the real, that's what people care about. That's what the people want. <laughs> uh, so I got a little science corner. It's not a big one, but I thought it was interesting when I saw it. What a coincidence because I got a little time. Ooh, science, science is cool, cool. And, and today, today we, we are cool. I'm just going to read the headline first Anti inflammatory agents may reduce symptoms of major depression suggests a new study, which adds to the mounting evidence that there is a connection between emotional functioning and inflammation, suggesting that inflammation may trigger depression, almost like an allergic reaction. That's a title? Yeah, that's the title. That's a long-ass title. Um, yeah, I believe that. Isn't that kind of like crazy I've, to no, think about? No, it's insane. About? I've heard a lot of people talk about how um, diet, I don't know shit about what I'm about to say, but like certain diets <laughs> produce more inflammation. Yes, but yeah, I thought that was odd to think of depression as like an allergic reaction. But I guess it makes sense. And in that way, using anti-inflammatories would help. But I never like associated the two. I'm going to go like uh, rail some Motrin right now. Right. It goes on to say, depression was the body's natural response to a real or perceived infectious agent. Just like the body's immune system can turn on itself, even when there is no external trigger. When the body thinks it is carrying an infectious or toxic agent, it tells the body to isolate itself and effectively put itself into quarantine, like autoimmune disease. Sometimes it is so strong that the body may try to remove itself from the herd completely in order to keep the herd safe. Two of the main symptoms of depression are isolation and suicidal thoughts. This idea came from trees. Trees in a forest are connected by their root systems and their root fungi, When a tree is diseased or damaged, it sends signals to the others to break contact so it doesn't pass on its disease. Basically, when depressed people want to be alone or take their own lives, are they really just trying to protect those around them? Symbolically. Yeah. Not like like literally. Yeah. Don't think it's noble to kill yourself because you're trying to help other people. It's not. Those thoughts come from that idea. Where's the article from? Um, I could... Attach a link or something. I can send it to you. Holisticmedicine.org. <laughs> right. No. And no, it's like a study. Yeah, yeah, It was yeah. an academic study. Really, really interesting. They had a pool of 1,610 where they gathered this connection from. Yeah. Then it was added on this idea that maybe it's coming from your body noticing like some infectious agent. It's like, oh, there's something toxic. You need to isolate yourself so you don't get everybody else sick. And so the depression stems from that. Right. Take something though like chronic depression. Mm-hmm. Probably isn't always inflammation. But if you think about it, autoimmune disease are typically chronic. 
right? Oh, you, you can't know? tell, but I just raised my eyebrows. I didn't think you know things like lupus or like HIV or AIDS you know those are chronic conditions so essentially what's happening is your body is attacking itself so they're applying this principle also to depression your body thinks there's some toxic infectious agent and so it's attacking itself by producing inflammation and depression symptoms which which like also contributes to the isolation thought that part especially right because so much of of depression too it's like not them some other thing takes over and you're blinded everything's clouded your judgment yeah i saw that that title of like anti-inflammatory agents and that like really piqued my interest i really loved how they like tied in the trees we like to think we're not, but we're so just like everything else. Well, you see in a lot of animals, too. Like if animals are sick, they'll leave the herd right. to go die. In the minisode, you talked about how a woman can go through puberty early if she doesn't have like a father figure. Mm-hmm. Because it's your body's response to physical, literal support. Right. So your body all of a sudden goes into, you know, let's find a mate because we need protection. Right, we need support, degree. yeah. That's like so fucking animalistic. Mm-hmm. That is so nature. So much of our body is because with evolution... We've evolved over millions of years to be what we are now. And modern society has only developed in the last hundred years. You can't right, undo yeah, yeah. millions of years of evolution within a couple hundred years. Right. It's just not possible. We were animalistic at one point. A lot of those characteristics are going to stick with us in different ways that maybe aren't super obvious. But when you point it out, maybe it is. Yeah. So maybe depression is, it is like an autoimmune thing. Maybe your body is like attacking itself. And you wouldn't really realize it until you think about it in the context of animals or trees or other Mm -hmm. organisms. Separate the idea of self from what you're looking at because your perception is very tainted by like bias and everything. So when you're looking at a human, you're not thinking the same thing as if you're doing the study on rats. Right. That stirs a lot of thoughts. Yeah. Definitely one to think about in in the middle of the night when you can't sleep. Yeah. And then it'll just keep stirring even further. Just remember you're a goddamn animal. (laughs) Remember you're a goddamn animal. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That stuff is really interesting. Thank you so much for appreciating that. I guess I'll just jump straight into the segment for the week. So this was actually a suggestion from Juan. I hope I'm saying that right. They suggested that we cover the worshiping of death. And they were talking more specifically about churches that pray to the angel of death. I took that idea and didn't do at all what he requested. (laughs) And decided to do more like devil worshiping and making a mini episode out of the worshiping of death and the angel of death. So we didn't ignore your request. Um, I don't know why we we shouldn't have even mentioned you there, but. (laughs) (laughs) I just want you to know that. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. And also I got this idea for this segment based off of. Yeah. Based off of this uh, suggestion. So we do look at it and we'll. We get to them. You are our one and only. Yeah. So next mini episode, you can look forward to that. Yeah. But for this one, we're going to kind of play off your idea of death worship by going into devil worship. Yes. Because that's fun. I actually, quick fun little background for me. <laughs> I used to worship Satan. Uh, <laughs> I actually, when I was in high school, in one of our English classes, one of the projects that we had to do was write a research paper and i decided to do my research paper on satanism because i was that weird kid <laughs> i was probably like a junior sophomore maybe okay even. sophomore so probably it was probably for a lot of people it was their first impression of you yes def- awesome definitely and he's like you can write about anything knitting anything you say politics if you want to do controversial topics like abortion or gun control you can do that Uh, okay so this teacher was asking for it yeah and i was like well i want to do satanism and he acted like i i slapped him so obviously i went full-blown like traditional devil worship oh boy so a lot of this was kind of fun for me going back. I couldn't find my old paper, unfortunately, because nah. I actually found like a lot of good information. I couldn't find nearly as much this time. So I'm going to be diving more into the history of Satan and the different kinds of devil worshiping. And yeah, so I'll jump right into okay, it. Okay, can't wait. Sharing their curiosity to know the unknown, their tension, their readiness for inconceivable adventures. Is it human or inhuman? Earthly or unearthly? Who or what is Satan to you? 
You call yourself a satanic priest. Yes. Is that the opposite of God? No, because Satan is a god too. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. Remember, evil backwards spells live. Unbelievable. Fantastic. But I tell you, it could happen. So, Satan, as you might have heard of before. I think so. That's the guy at Christmas time brings his presents. Right. Uh, He's viewed as a horned, red, demonic human figure with a pointy tail and sometimes hooves. To Christians, sinners are sent to his domain, hell, after death. Hell is described as an underground world dominated by fire and sadistic demons under Satan's command. So, you know, oh, if you're gay, you're going to hell. Yeah. Watch me, Susan. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Satan's first appearance wasn't in Christianity. He began as the Zoroastrian devil figure of Angra Mainyu or Aharimen. I hope I'm saying that right. That wasn't a stroke for those of you listening. Yeah, uh, that, that wasn't phlegm. <laughs> that was my pronunciation. Ah, Riemann. I'm going to say that's right. Anyone who actually knows how those are pronounced, <laughs> I am so sorry. Angra Mainyu, uh, which opposed the Zoroastrians' creator god and tempted humans. Satan is later portrayed in Jewish Kabbalism, which presents him as a demon who lives in a demonic realm. The name Satan first appeared in the Book of Numbers in the Bible, used as a term describing defiance. The character of Satan is featured in the Book of Job as an accusing angel. Later established as a nemesis of Jesus Christ in the New Testament, the final book of the Bible, Revelations, depicts him as the ultimate evil. But later poems in the 17th century portray him as an anti-hero. Like Paradise Lost. Yeah. So that kind of became a... It became like an archetype in general, like literature and stuff too. Right. Because God was also very, you have to follow me and you have to do exactly what I want you to do. So the defiance of Lucifer was what people valued out of that. They liked that he kind of stood up against this powerful figure. Yeah. Despite the consequences that would follow. And that's what's important in Satanism, which I'll go into a little bit later. So following that turn in the 17th century, in the 19th century, it saw this anti-hero belief gain even more popularity. They began seeing Lucifer more as a messiah, offering humans wisdom. So he became like this figurehead of wisdom and defiance and bravery. So people looked at him not so much as this ultimate evil, but as this anti-hero. Right, this misunderstood... um... Almost like a symbol of protest in a sense. Because it was in that time, and for most of human history, major religions, in this case Christianity, the church was pretty oppressive. Yeah. It really was divisive. And if you didn't follow certain rhetoric, you were, you know, ostracized, essentially. Mm -hmm. You were a heretic. So people who didn't agree with the church, either they had to fake it and go along with it, or they practiced their own shit and eventually got caught and banished. Yeah, or or killed. killed. Mainly killed. Right, because if you didn't follow word for word in a lot of areas you were just killed oh yeah that's a huge thing right that's a uh, you you couldn't be trusted if you didn't follow the word of god even if you did and somebody thought that you weren't dead sorry yeah if, if they had enough influence if whoever thought you were doing something shady you're gone so people that may not have believed it as furiously as other people could kind of look to satan as this figure of being able to stick up for what they believe in, they could see themselves in that kind of situation, well, you know? the thing about the devil, Lucifer, whatever, they are relatable. The devil's mm-hmm. relatable because, and especially at that time, you repressed a lot of human urges, animal mm-hmm. urges. I mean, that's why the devil's perceived as half animal. Mm-hmm. It's because this actually comes from the god Pan in uh, either Greek or Roman mythology. I could be wrong there. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. He was all about, like, the animal side of man, you know? Love and sex and drinking and... Cardinal desires. Exactly. That was a big issue back in the day because the church was like, we'll have none of that. Right. We don't want you doing anything. Mm -hmm. And the big Catholic church overpowering, always looking could be seen as a symbol for God, really. 
you can more relate powerful than God. You know what I mean? It was all knowing, all powerful, like, yeah, was, like basically decides your fate and they're constantly judging you. So someone standing up to that could be definitely seen as a hero for someone who feels oppressed and somebody who doesn't believe in those restrictions and wants to partake and say like, fuck it, I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm going to get my deal wet. Right. You know, it's I'm Wednesday. Gonna... <laughs> it's time. On that train of thought, where were we just at? Let's follow that for a second. Um, <laughs> in, uh, in the Middle Ages, the early Christian religion starts to break apart a little bit and reform movements start to spring up. It's referred to as Gnosticism. It's an aversion to the basic Orthodox teaching, and it's not entirely its own religion. It's sort of this blanket term. Mm-hmm. Early Christians with different belief systems said, like, we don't think that the Orthodox scripture is doing it for us. We want to take the core principles here, which are, for the most part, decent rules to live by and we want to go do our own wacky spinoffs yeah and um not a great move because that (laughs) you know has some some problems angers church yeah church disliked that (laughs) so gnostic said the world has two gods there's the bad god which is the god of the old testament and he made the material world and then there's the god that's beyond the god that you have to transcend to meet most gnostics have an aversion to the material world and instead lean into spiritualism or mysticism, which we've talked about on this podcast before. They call it an ascetic life. I think I'm saying that right. So an ascetic life is a lifestyle characterized by abstinence from sensual pleasures, pursuing one's spiritual goals by denying themselves material satisfaction. It was seen as a deviation, an insult to God. And the Catholic Church points to the Gnostics, you're all a bunch of heretics. And what happens to heretics is they're completely denied by the culture and the community, whatever. And most likely they're persecuted and killed. Because all heretics took part in traditions and customs that were of the devil. Back then, that was a big deal. If you try to put yourself in that mindset, it's like, well, if that was the world, Mm -hmm. if the religion was everything, and someone went against everything, the average Joe would be like, those are bad people. We should have them killed. Right. Screw you guys. The Catholic Church, all the while, the guys behind the scene, like, they're monsters. Like, they, the Pope back then, the Pope controlled fucking armies and shit. Oh, yeah. Their hands were dirty. They were so involved in politics. and They were such a powerful part of the community. You were like a high roller, essentially. Mm. How this turns into devil worship is the Catholic Church would, you know, lie and tell people, Oh, these Gnostic cults would engage in black mass, which is just like a complete middle finger to the Catholic mass. They'd also say that, you know, they're having orgies while the devil looks on, which is how it was put in a lot of places. So the devil approves of this and they're having orgies uh, for the devil. And on top of it, this is again, this is all the Catholic Church saying this. They said any babies produced through these orgies were then burned alive. And then the ashes were used to turn others into heretics. Mm. Someone blows dust on you and then you turn into a heretic. Bummer. Yeah, well, it's also baby ashes. Right. It's a bummer and it's super sad. (laughs) But for the most part, this was all made up. Which is weird that the Catholic Church would hate it so much, but also not weird at the same time because they essentially can't control these people. And that's what they want out of it. It's power. Say what you will about the church nowadays, but we're speaking specifically about this point in history. Right. It's all about power. It's all about control. I did want to, just because this is like super dark and interesting, I did want to touch on the crusades that were against heretics and witches. Okay, yeah. Okay, so. I would love to hear that. Can't get into all of the crusades because there was a lot and they were terrible. Way too many people died from these over the years, but specifically the Albigensian crusade, the crusade against this sector called the Cathars. Um, the smear campaign that the Catholic Church had done on the on the Gnostic cults was altogether unsuccessful because every time you squashed one cult, another one would spring up. So there was a Gnostic revival movement all across northern Italy and southern France called Catharism. Okay. Or Catharism. I'm pretty sure it's Catharism. Cathars were specifically in a province in southern France. And because their worship deviated from the correct version of Christianity, it was heresy. Heresy pleased the devil. Over time, this morphed into a more literal legend or rumor. And so word on the street was that the devil would personally visit the Cathars in the form of an animal, like a cat, that would then be worshipped by kissing it on the anus. (laughs) Additional additional rumor. (laughs) There was additional rumor that they had orgies. Um, this sort of recycling their old trash talk. The Catholic Church didn't like the Cathars at all. <laughs> and the Pope says, I'm going to send my boys down, you know, bust some skulls, essentially <laughs> convince local authorities to act against the Cathars, let them know that, like, we don't support them and that we're more powerful, kind of just scare them a little bit. With the Cathars, even their neighbors that practiced Christianity, uh-huh. they liked the Cathars because they're like decent people, very monk-like. They didn't mess right. around with much Chill. they just They're... wanted to abstain from sex right and, and other pleasures of the flesh right 
And then the Crusades happened. (laughs) The Catholic Church had armies, and they were like, let's go take over the places that aren't us and that are teaching a a bastardization of our stuff. So we would go to places. I say we like I am one of the Crusades. Uh, I'm sure in a past life. On July 22nd, 1209, the Crusader army besieged the French town of Beziers. Any regular Catholics were offered safe passage out of the city because there were Catholics living there. Mm -hmm. But most chose to stay and fight alongside their Cathar neighbors. In this story, there is what I would call an honorary monster of the week, and that is uh, Papal Legate. That is a powerful name. Uh, This is his title, Papal Legate. So Papal Legate Arnaud Amari, allegedly, this is when they're about to attack. Ooh, buddy. When asked by his men how they were to tell the difference between Catholics and the Cathars, Arnaud Amori said, Kill them all. The Lord will recognize his own. Cold-blooded to the max. God will know the difference. Yeah. Whatever ghosts. He's got this. Whatever, Don't yeah, even worry whatever, about it, yeah. guys. You know, we're doing them a favor. Arnaud Amori later wrote to the Pope, Today, your holiness, 20,000 heretics were put to the sword, regardless of rank, age, or sex. So that happened. Um, <laughs> anyways, that was one of the early crusades. There were crusades going on throughout the 11th to the 17th century, but even the church's military crusades couldn't solve the heretic problem. They established a system of inquisition. The inquisitions essentially allowed for heretics to be tortured and burned at the stake. The inquisitions, known as the medieval inquisitions, uh, would carry on from the 12th century to the mid-15th century. You might be thinking, why wouldn't uh, people speak out against the church and the centuries of baseless accusations yeah. that led to the... You know, why wouldn't people that, stand that's up? That's exactly what I was thinking. I, first of all... <laughs> Lay it on me, buddy. <laughs> like we've been saying this whole time, the church won none to fuck with. <laughs> uh, they would uh, tear you a new one in places where you did not want a new one. Right. That's just not how it worked back then. So medieval Europe was... It's like, it's like a wood chipper. You're going in regardless. Either you go in head first or feet first. You got to pick. Life expectancy was not good. Um, and quality of life in <laughs> cities. Wasn't good. A.K.A. you die at five. <laughs> <laughs> you, well, that's the thing is, if you made it past five, you're good for another 10 years. Back then, like, you didn't, like, hang on to your teeth for a long time, <laughs> like, let alone, like, your fucking life. And the scurvy. Back then, you just sort of waited for the plague to come. It's like the McRib. It'll be here again. And then that's when I'll die. It was just a very scary place because if you weren't in association with the church, you did not do great for the most part. The inquisitors were a bit excessive in their condemnations, probably because the church at the time forced those being accused of heresy to forfeit property as a sort of reward to those who accused them. So if you turned in your neighbor Bill, you get a chunk of his property and everything. So like there's incentive for anybody to start turning people in. Once they were turned in, they went to the inquisitors. Well, what genius routines did they use to question people to get a fair answer out of them to figure out whether or not they were, in fact, a heretic? Uh, Torture, which is Mother Nature's truth serum, apparently. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It turns out if if you put someone under enough physical and, like, mental torment, uh, they'll give up and uh, give you what you want, which that's pretty much, uh, that's all you need. Once they say, I'll sign it, whatever. Mm-hmm. So the Pope at the time put forth a decree that authorized the use of torture for coercing confessions from heretics. Just don't remove a limb was like the main thing. Don't actually dismember them, but torture all you want. You were at the mercy of whoever that can just accuse you. And if they have enough authority, they can accuse you of being a heretic and you're gone. Like there really wasn't like a court No, there like wasn't any was judgment just, at all. Yeah, there was no real justice. Right. Well, I mean, at the same time, they're seen at such like a high position and they're so holy and whatever else that That no one's going to question them. No one's going to question it because obviously they know. Right. They talk to God. Yeah. So they're going to know these people are rotten. Yeah. But again, you can understand. Yeah. So I'll segue a little bit into Aleister Crowley for a minute. Crowley was really into Gnosticism. We mentioned him a lot in our Scientology episode. If you're interested in hearing more specifically about Aleister Crowley and how he influenced the spawn of Scientology, I would recommend you go listen to the episode. It's probably my favorite. That's a really good one. He saw Satan as the provider of soul and rebellion to the universe. Kind of what you were saying that there's the bad God who provides all of the fun things basically to tempt man. So he saw him as the provider of the soul and rebellion to the universe in that way. So I want to 
jump on the Satanic Temple versus the Church of Satan. Those are the two big Satanism religions that are popular in modern society now. They're like the two big ones. The Satanic Temple and the Church of Satan are confused with each other. People often view them as the same, and they don't understand that they have massively different viewpoints. I'm going to just really quickly differentiate between the two, what their core values are, kind of how they started. So you'll understand like when I'm talking about one or the other you'll understand why it's such a big difference between the the ground rules. Yeah. And if somebody's a Satanist or (laughs) knows somebody's a Satanist and is listening to this and I don't differentiate between the two, they're probably going to be upset about it. Uh, Yes. Uh, So this is for for you too. I'm going to start with the Satanic Temple. The Satanic Temple was founded in 2013 by non-theists. So they don't believe in like a superior deity. They created the Satanic Temple to promote liberty, equality, and rationalism. This is said by Lucian Graves, who is the co-founder of the Satanic Temple. Okay. So they're a very active religion with regular congregations. They're based in Salem, Massachusetts, which I think is pretty cool. So that's very new. I did not think it would be that new. It's very new, yeah. So is, it, is it a religion or is it... It like, is. It qualifies as a religion? Yeah, it qualifies as a religion, so it... Is technically tax exempt. Yeah. Definitely more on the liberal side, promoting equality. They're pro choice. That's a big thing they're outspoken about. They're throwing shade. They know what they're doing. They don't want restrictions on like autonomy. It's very weird because you wouldn't expect that. Yeah, you wouldn't think it. But they're kind of playing off of the idea and figure of Satan as the defiant one, the rebellious one. Right. So they're using Satan as the symbol. They're not using Satan as like a deity. He's just they're their not, poster child. Right. They're not worshiping Satan. Idol without the idol worship. Exactly. I just want to read off the fundamental tenets of the Satanic Temple just so you can get an idea of what their morals. What horrible things they are. Right. What their morals following. are like yeah. and what they believe in. So. One should strive to act with compassion and empathy toward all creatures in accordance with reason. Two, struggle for justice is an ongoing and necessary pursuit that should prevail over laws and institutions. Three, one's body is enviable, subject to one's own will alone. Four, the freedom of others should be respected, including the freedom to offend. To willfully and unjustly encroach upon the freedoms of another is to forego your own. Yeah. That's relevant. That's relevant. Five, beliefs should conform to our own best scientific understanding of the world. We should take care never to distort scientific facts to fit our own beliefs. Basically, fuck you, church. (laughs) Yeah. The establishment especially as well. Yeah. The man. Because so much today now is it's not just the church. It's like everything else Mm -hmm. has become the church. You know what I mean? Right. The political system is like a church. Six, people are fallible. If we make a mistake, we should do our best to rectify it and resolve any harm that may have been caused. Every tenet is a guiding principle designed to inspire nobility in action and thought. The spirit of compassion, wisdom, and justice should always prevail over the written or spoken word. Damn. I'm, I'm just confused, though, because, like, when are we supposed to drink the blood and flesh of the guy that died on a cross? <laughs> There's not enough flesh eating and blood drinking for me. Yeah, I'm not see, sure how I feel about this. Satanic temple, I would think of as... An opposition to the church, but not necessarily in an aggressive way. Right. I think it's mainly to call out the church because they can be aggressive towards people who don't think the same way. The satanic temple is using Satan as a symbol, but not necessarily in a rude way, but in a way to gather attention so that they can bring these moral questions yeah. to light. Yes. So, right. Good point. You know, they're all things that I think everyone can a- agree on and things that are human the, the like, church should promote so i thought that was and like nice. no one can deny that all of those points are very sound and reasonable and, and and pleasant and well said and well said yeah yeah because the satanic temple isn't an evil organization by any means they're very stubborn in some of their beliefs but they're not in a way that's demeaning other people mm-hmm. they're doing it in a somewhat of a mocking way but they're doing it also for attention to bring light to issues that yeah. are important to today's society. It's more of a statement than anything. The Satanic Temple is specifically targeting organized religion, not yeah. other religions. So that's important to clarify. We should all just add in there, like, if you do follow the church, if you are Catholic or anything, you know, that's cool too. Yeah. 
I'm going to jump straight into the Church of Satan now. Dive in headfirst to the shallow end. Yes. So this one was started by Anton LaVey, who also wrote the Satanic Bible. He also wrote the book on how to rock a bald head and a goatee. Yeah. He also wrote the book on how to look like the devil. (laughs) He's a very creepy looking guy. He really is. I'll put a picture of him on Instagram. He's beautiful. So I'll get into what he believes in all of that jazz. Anton LaVey is a very prolific sci- uh, Satanist. I almost said Scientologist. A very prolific in Satanist. In lifetime, he probably was. Yeah. <laughs> he was a former carnival worker and musician. What? Really? Yeah. Really. That makes so much sense. Yeah. He held night classes in the occult. Regular attendees eventually formed the Church of Satan, which was formalized in 1966. Okay. It began incorporating rituals, theatrics, costumes, and music. LaVey became known as the Black Pope. Uh, he was a white guy. Yeah. Uh, interesting <laughs> I mean, fact. Uh, Susan Atkins was a member of the Church of Satan, and what? she later joined the Manson family. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So that's kind of the crowd that he attracted. Yeah. You almost think of Satanist when you think of Manson. Yeah, definitely. It's just so weird that those two very divisive uh, movements in that part of the de- of the century like were related. Anton LaVey made the Church of Satan based on the belief that each individual is a self-interested animal. So playing into the thought that Satan is an animalistic symbol. More the pan side of, of Satan. More, yeah, more of the pan side, definitely. Fuck in the forest and drink wine and play a, a flute. The main belief in the Church of Satan is social Darwinism. This is defined as the theory that human groups and races are subject to the same laws of natural selection as Darwin said in nature. The weak and their cultures are diminished while the strong grow in power and in cultural influence over the weak. So basically, the strong people uh, and those cultures are going to survive over the weak people and their cultures. Some cultures are going to be completely wiped out while others thrive because they're the stronger humans kids that that do the naruto run yeah they're not gonna survive <laughs> that will not that will not flourish <laughs> yeah but no but what you're saying I, I get it though it's like kind of bordering on prejudice yeah it's very cynical very cynical very cynical dehumanizing yeah. and <laughs> yes. self-serving yes because obviously they're going to see themselves as the strong the superior yeah. the superior ones just an example of this they began marketing an anti-equality shirt three months before the supreme court legalized gay marriage Oh, this is recent. Yeah. This oh, is they're re- still, oh, God, okay. Yeah, so they're still very political. <laughs> uh, un- unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, that's See, what I mean. Temple is totally the cooler older brother. Right, they're definitely very different, and that's why I wanted to make the distinction. For sure, that's because a huge Because they're, ex- they're extremely different. Back to the Church of Satan, their basic belief with the social Darwinism is that no one should be protected from the effects of his own stupidity. Like, equality only translates to mediocrity and supports the weak at the expense of the strong. I get what they're saying, but that's terrible. It's it's so, like, harsh, you know? Yeah. Water must be allowed to seek its own level without interference from apologists for incompetence. Oh, this is some Thanos shit is what this is. Yeah, it's really, really... I had no idea. They're, they're looking at the world in black and white is right. essentially what it is. They think we shouldn't give the weak special treatment because they're getting in the way of the strong people. We should just let them die off yeah. and the strong can right. breed and then we'll get more strong people. But they're not looking at the whole picture of what a human is. They're looking at people from a surface level. Like, they're gay, so they're weak. Because they're not part of the strongest culture. They're not part of the mainstream culture. Therefore, they're weak, and they should just be eliminated altogether from society to keep humans moving forward. That's such a bold stance. You know what I mean? <laughs> Definitely. It's, I, it's, like, it's, it's almost so like the wild. inverse of organized religion. It's not based on any sense of charity, false or otherwise. It's the opposite. It's like, let's just hope yeah. people die. I look at it as kind of like the 60s version of incels. Incels yes. now, yes, they're, very, they're very similar. Incels, if you're not aware, are basically men who are virgins or celibate, not by choice. Right. You know, usually. Involuntary celibates. Yeah, Cel- celib- celibates? yeah involuntary yeah. celibates. Where incel, I believe, comes from. They see the attractive males in society, the chads, yeah. as they call them. Yeah. They're able to get all the ladies because they're conventionally attractive. Yeah. Right? I'm getting cringed already. And they're not able to have sex because... 
they're not conventionally attractive. Therefore, right. women shun them. That pisses me off just hearing that stuff. I hate that's yeah. the worst part of the culture today. But it's very, I don't know, the line of thinking is very similar it's, it's to so this. It's so clearly somebody who is hurt. Yeah. And now they're they're manifesting it in like a belief system. Yeah. LaVey or whoever. Yeah, definitely. To me, it seems like somebody who is like so angry. Yeah, this line for sure. They believed that everywhere the mediocre are combining in order to make themselves the masters. They coined others as the masses for being a conformist herd who need to be ruled. God. Yeah, and Sauls, I think, even used the word the masses. Right. Diving more into the thoughts of Church of Satan, they advocated for diminishing the masses and the lowborn congesting humanity's road to progress. An example of this is D.H. Lawrence. Uh, he's a famous writer who was later exiled in his field for his opinions. He thought of himself on a savage pilgrimage because oh he completely dissociated from society. He once wrote to LaVey's wife, Blanche. This is a full quote. If I had my way, I would build a lethal chamber as big as the Crystal Palace with a military band playing softly and a cinematograph working brightly. Then I'd go out in the back streets and main streets and bring them in. All the sick, the halt, and the maimed. I would lead them gently, and they would smile me a wary thanks, and the band would softly bubble out the hallelujah chorus. Oh, like a gas chamber. Yeah, he's he's leading all the maimed and the hurt into yeah, it's like a eugenics. gas chamber. Yeah, and he would do it happily, is he what wrote, he's saying. He wrote this in a letter? Yeah, he wrote this in a letter Yo. to LaVey's wife, Blanche. And she's probably like, I love this letter. This guy rules. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's this awesome. Is, this is great. Yeah. Up on the fridge immediately. So completely. Man, this is, yeah. Psychotic. But that's like how furiously they believed social Darwinism and in this principle of like getting rid of all of the weak. Here's the thing. Most people can understand what they mean and not agree with it. Which is eugenics. They're trying to say, like, oh, we need a perfect species. Yeah, exactly. They believed in eugenics. And I get that because it's been done before in history. I just think that it's so weird to do it in the 20th century. Definitely. Because, like, you know, World War II was just fought partially over that. Satan would love eugenics. Therefore, <laughs> we love eugenics. Satan loves to play a fiddle. That's all I know. <laughs> so there are 11 satanic rules of the earth. So these are, like, the tenets. For the Church of Satan. So just to, I'm sure this is going to be great. Yeah, just to contrast what they were for this satanic temple. Yeah. Number one, do not give opinions or advice unless you are asked. Okay. Two, do not tell your troubles to others unless you are sure they want to hear them. Okay. <laughs> Number three, when in another's home, show them respect or else do not go there. That's fair, did, I guess. Okay, did like angry moms write this? <laughs> yeah, right. This is Don't like state your Karen. opinion unless you know people care. Already off to a great start here. So, four, if a guest in your home annoys you, treat them cruelly and without mercy. Yeah. So we're starting to take a turn. Here we go. For the weird. <laughs> oh, we're showing our claws here. Five, do not make sexual advances unless you are given the mating signal. So I guess huh. good idea behind it okay so this is where they try to throw people off like hey this is progressive and then the rest of it is the opposite all right uh do not take that which does not belong to you unless it is a burden to the other person and they cry out to be relieved <laughs> your wife annoys you all right well i guess i'll take her oh. <laughs> acknowledge the power of magic if you have employed it successfully to obtain your desires if you deny the power of magic after having called upon it with success you will lose all you have obtained. Oh. It's like a, a game save function. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Do not complain about anything to which you need not subject yourself. Do not harm young children. Do not kill non-human animals unless you are attacked or for your food. When walking in open territory, bother no one. If someone bothers you, ask them to stop. If they do not stop, destroy them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I feel like this Fucking is like hit him with a fireball. <laughs> Destroy them. What the I feel like fuck? it's so Scientology. It's definitely throwing out some Scientology vibes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because there's something like uh, self imposed nobility to it. Mm -hmm. The way it's phrased even sounds very like nose in the air. Yeah. You mustn't harm complain a thing. Complain about Don't anything. Yeah, I can hear Elron Hubbard's teeth. Yeah. You must not complain about anything. Oh, yeah. Yes. Right. You don't need Practice like. Practice magic often. <laughs> if you've used magic 
And you gained powers. God damn it. Respect it. Respect it. <laughs> also, like, magic was kind of a curveball. <laughs> yeah, that, right? like, if you use magic to get here, you, know, you keep yeah. make sure you keep it. So the Church of Satan is also atheist. They don't see Satan as yeah. a actual being. They use it more as a symbol, like the Satanic Temple did. Right. But in a different way, they're using it as a symbol for, hey, I, sh- I should kill everybody who yeah. I think is less than me but if you're that egotistical you're probably the weak one and you're just projecting oh another hot take from kaylee put it in the books so i'm gonna leave off on that's true though really quick though that's true because if you were a satanist or whatever you would technically be a part of the weaker culture because there's less people like you yeah Exactly. So it's kind of like, what? What are you talking about? Go go write that out on some goddamn graph paper and come so back to it. That's why me. they're projecting, too, because they're like the masses are trying to congregate and become the masters. But the mass would be the strongest culture. Right. It you guys make sense. done goofed yourself. It doesn't make any sense. Oh. So a lot of Satanism type religions were spurred off of the Church of Satan, and they also deem themselves Satanists. Okay. I'm not going to talk about them because they're not really active. Or they're not yeah, largely guys, popular or known. They got to boost up their socials, you know? Yeah. Get on Twitter. So a lot of people were in LaVey's version of Satanism and the Church of Satan mm-hmm. and hated him. So then they're like, fuck this. I'm going to start my own religion. Call it Scientology. Yeah, right. So the last form of Satanism that I'll talk about is theistic Satanism. Okay. Which is where they actually do believe Satan is a deity or Ooh, a god. Finally. Here we go. All right. So. <laughs> the big kahuna. We, we got there. This is very old. Okay, okay. This, so this is the really old This stuff. is like traditional yeah. Puritan era. Wizard, warlock. Yeah. So prior to the 20th century, Satanism wasn't an organized religion. Satanism or devil worship was hush-hush and it wasn't an official thing. They didn't have a Bible as their set tenets. Yeah. It was very subjective and people would aggregate and do it in their own way. Yeah. Well, so it's, it falls under the basic stuff of Gnosticism. Yeah. They consider Satan a supernatural being, which individuals may contact, convene, or even praise rather than a symbol or idea like the previously mentioned religions. For traditional Satanism, ceremonial magic is an important part, so the rituals and things. It argues that speaking special words in order to get things done is magic, so in other religions, prayers. I mean, yeah, it's magic. It's magic. Right. You don't necessarily need to wave sage around or something for it to work but if you're speaking something into existence and you're talking to a deity right you're performing magic they are telepathically sending them a wish okay (laughs) yeah (laughs) you ever think about that (laughs) it's like a prayer is telepathy kind of yeah it literally is telepathy you're hoping that your telepathic guy's going to read your thoughts and he's going to manifest what you ask him to do which is magic unless you speak it out but that was their argument all religions do magic you know right Uh, It is associated with demons, black magic, and the black mass. You kind of mentioned black mass already. It's a parody of the religious service of the Catholic Church. We're not talking Weird Al parodies. We're talking like... Fucked up parodies. (laughs) Yeah, like which is also some Weird Al parodies. (laughs) Don't state your opinion unless you are asked. It's basically an extremely profanic version yeah, of you're, you're parodying regular mass. It's, it's too... That's an insult. You're flipping it upside down. Yeah, so they have like a host basically... Ryan Seacrest. Right. (laughs) Where it's like... (laughs) This is the Church of Satan. (laughs) Welcome. Where they have like the black pope or the priestess and there's a lot of sexual practices. So there's like a lot of doing it on altars and there's a lot of doing it and under the moonlight and lots of things with semen and... Sex magic. We talked about this again. Again, if you guys are interested in this and haven't heard it yet, our Scientology episode, Mm -hmm. we go into a lot with um, Aleister Crowley, Jack Parsons and um, the Church of... Thelema, and also the Agape Lodge. That's where a lot of black masses were, were held, and a lot of stuff right. involving uh, fluids, I'll put it that way. Yeah, L. Ron Hubbard, Hermetic, partook. Uh, anal magic, remember yeah. that? Weird. Yeah, that's what black mass is. It's like a play off of, haha, I'm going to dress up as a pope, but black, and I'm going to fuck a lady on an altar to do magic. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah. You made that sound great. Which leads into the black magic portion. Yeah. Uh, so this, the definition is sorcery that draws on malevolent powers, or it's used for dark purposes or malevolent acts that deliberately cause harm. There's magic, and then there's the black magic. The black magic is what you would think it would be. It's to cause harm on other people. Yeah. So they have the left-hand path or the right-hand path. 
Oh, okay. So the left-hand path focuses on the elevation and centrality of the self and rejection of religious authority. So the strength and will of the practitioner is the focus, like mindfulness, basically, kind of stuff like that. Okay. Not giving credit to a deity, but giving credit to yourself. Okay. Whereas the right-hand path concentrates on submission to gods and religious authority. What a bunch of twerps, am I right? Yeah. So that's more of like the black magic portion. Okay. So appealing to Satan or appealing to God to cause harm to other people or different things like that. So technically you could think of the right hand path also with Christianity because you're submitting to God by praying or by rejecting sins for this higher power right and this religious authority it's like you have a toy and you're giving but you can't open it Mm -hmm. you're like five years old (laughs) i can't open this mom can you open this for me that's you going to god and then the other way is like i'm just going to tear into this with my teeth yeah i'm going to find a way to do it on my own i'm not going to rely on something else so the right hand path is associated with witchcraft Mm -hmm. and making deals with the devil puritans living in the early colonies were very very strict they followed the bible to a t They believed that the devil would give powers to those faithful to him. So this was the right-hand path or the left? This is the right-hand path. The left hand is using yourself. The right hand is submitting to a religious authority. So witchcraft would be the right hand because you're making deals with the devil. I got you. I got you. The Puritans were terrified of the devil for obvious reasons. They thought the devil was absolutely real in every form. Like it it was an actual being that you could see Mm -hmm. and would manifest. Which is terrifying. You can understand why they were so freaked out. Right. They were never having sex. They were never like drinking. You were were so strict. And if you couldn't follow those rules, then you were shunned. And if you were shunned at that time, you were dead. What are you going to do? There's nowhere to go. If you weren't, you were dead. People died at like fucking 20. Right. If you were 30, you were the oldest man alive. Yeah. So this led to the fear of witchcraft and witches and eventually the Salem witch trials, where they were convinced that certain people turned against God and were practicing witchcraft and making deals with the devil. So they were killed in multiple different ways. That's a dirty game. One of them I know is putting rocks on their chest. Yeah, they would press them. They would put a board on your chest and then stack that board with rocks, like Mm -hmm. boulders, and they would slowly crush you. And if you didn't, it was so stupid. All of these methods were just like, if you didn't die, you You were were a witch. witch. So essentially, if you don't die, we're going to have to kill you again. But everyone died, and they said, well, I guess there was no witches ever. So closing it off with witchcraft, which is sort of pivotal in, in when you think of devil worshiping. 15th century witchcraft. Let me just describe you what a witch is. <laughs> Evil women, Ooh. typically midwives, that mm. practiced unholy worship and flew by night atop enchanted broomsticks to Sabbaths. And once there, participated in promiscuous sex with other women ah. and, and demons. <gasps> Oh, God. Oh, that sounds fun. Oh, man. That's the, yeah, you got to switch it both up are probably fun. Uh, and then whatever offspring was born from these unions would be consumed. <gasps> that was a really popular idea. Yeah, consuming like, babies. Make a baby and eat it. Well, I mean, that's like the definition of pure evil. Right, because that's what animals do. Right. Well, also, children are seen as like pure innocence, you know, mm-hmm. absolutely pure. They haven't done any crimes yet, which if you've met a child, you will know that's absolutely false. They are the darkest parts of man. But in, a, in, but in a cute body that can't do much. So it's like, right. oh, Pure okay. animalistic that hasn't been taught rules yet yeah. or morals. Oh, yeah. Uh, a child will torture another child. They just can't do it to an adult because they're not tall enough. Um, so the women would also partake in evil magic to wreak havoc on the local hardworking Christian town folk, endangering crops and cursing their children with illness. <gasps> He turned turned Ebenezer ugly. (laughs) In the years to come, these evil broom ladies would prove to be ideal scapegoats for various unexplained goings-on. Such as, why is that unmarried 45-year-old woman studying medicine? Oh, I know. Those women were witches. Oh, my God. When you don't understand, call her a witch. Is witchcraft really about evil doing and devil worship, in short, no. Early Christians of Europe viewed witches as inherently evil and immoral, and witchcraft understandably clashed with Orthodox Christian beliefs, because witchcraft more often fell in line sort of with paganism, 
it wasn't really polytheistic, but it was definitely not like all the time. All the time religion. <laughs> but, yeah, kind of. It's <laughs> witchcraft is a weird thing because there's a bunch of different like forms of it. People will get offended if you do define it too rigidly because it's not. It, it's really subjective to the person yeah. on what witchcraft is, mm-hmm. and you'll you'll still have like the. What is it called? Which is the congregation? What is it called? A book club. Oh. What is it called? Coven. Uh, A coven, yes. Coven, yeah. And a coven, there's 13 members because, you know, it's spooky. And and covens, they can have like similar ideals. But even then, it's like very specific to the person and what they want to do and what they think is right or not right. Yeah. Either way, it's just a club. Yeah. Play some board games if you want to. So biblical stories portrayed witches as untrustworthy and problematic. Their magical services often brought about negative consequences, like the story of King Saul, if you're familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you are. Uh, so, <laughs> so in King Saul, like spark note of a spark note, um, this king wants to contact a dead person to find out a fate in some sense. And then he gets a witch or like a medium. And uh, that witch contacted the spirit and the spirit said some not great things. It was like, hey... Uh, in the battle tomorrow or something, you and your son will die. And obviously King Saul was like, I don't like that. I wanted a fun fortune. You know what I, mean? like, I want what the fuck? live sons, not right. dead ones. Yeah, I want more. And then the next day in battle, <laughs> his son was killed. And then so racked with grief, King Saul killed himself. And so like, oh, that uh, witch caused it. And uh, uh, that's why spooky. we don't like him. Yeah. I mean, also, but also people just die chance. in like, war. Exactly. Wars. I mean, yeah. even if he didn't die in that war specifically, he probably would have at some point. In many stories, witches helped conjure the dead to lend advice to the living. You see that a lot. The dead didn't have a lot of positive things to say in most of these stories. Like I said in the last one, a lot of times the dead were like, eh, you're all going to die. And then the people would be like, I don't like that that witch told me, that the ghost told me that we're all going to die. So were they actually corrupt spiritualists casting harmful spells and invoking the dead to do their bidding all in the name of the devil? In short, no. 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 What are you, no. What are you crazy? What are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> um, the thing issue with witchcraft and people in general who practice magic and whatever, the reason why I think it was deemed so evil and so negative and fell into the realm of devil worship is because especially in the olden days, mainly in the olden days, when religion was so strong and and the concept of God having everything planned out, Mm -hmm. witches would kind of hijack destiny with their stuff and kind of like, oh, you're dying? Here's some herbal remedies. Well, hold on. You just kept that guy from dying. That's a positive thing. But overall, you're changing what should be. Mm. So we should get rid of hospitals. I'm not saying that, but I'm meaning that. (laughs) (laughs) No, but but like... uh, So is uh, that why like... Oh, what are they called? They come and knock on your door and they don't take blood transfusions. Girl Scouts of America. No. Oh, no. Um, yeah. Uh, Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah. Jehovah's Witnesses. Is that yeah. why they do that? Is because it's very like you should. There's, there's probably some symbol of putting someone else's blood in your blood. Yeah. You know, it's like, don't put your pee in my bladder. That, that's fair. I don't fair. carry your pee around. That's my religion. Don't question it. <laughs> also, like in general with all of this stuff, not just witchcraft, but like any deviation from the norm meant less control for the church. That means like you're closer to revolution and riots and stuff. So if, if somebody starts saying, hey, have more fun and do this, learn magic, meet the devil, that's that's not good because then you're breaking someone's worldview and you're introducing yeah, them to definitely. other stuff. And then all of a sudden you have less power. Mm-hmm. It's like if all of a sudden the president was like, guys, Santa Claus is angry at you. Pay your taxes this year. We're like, we don't believe in Santa Claus anymore. We're adults. <laughs> He's like, what? Shit, I gotta go kill all the people that are telling people Santa isn't real. Right. So I That's a terrible example, but it's like that. It's like, don't think of a different God. It's so relevant. Right. So applicable. Yeah. Um, Do you have a closer for this? No, I think we can leave off there, though. Yeah, so I think in total, the devil is real, and magic is just using cheat codes. Yeah, basically. Life is a video game. We're all in a simulation. Yep. But you won't respond. You won't respond. You won't respond. We think. Backtrack. Sorry. We learned from LaFay, if you start dissing on magic when you got success from it, then Ooh. then you respond, but then with respond. no magic. But no magic, and your inventory's empty. Yeah, That's starting all over. And you're, in a, and you're in like a really inconvenient part of the map, like right. Syria. And then you know the secrets exist, but you can't associate with them. You can't touch them. Yeah, because you disrespected them. Right, and you don't want to tell other people because then they know the cheats, and they can get farther than you. So you got to keep it to yourself. And the Bible's a strategy guide. It doesn't have to be. That came across as overtly religious, but 
Anyways, this is about the devil. So yeah, that was a lot of devil talk. A lot of, a lot of good thick history for y'all. I thought that was interesting, though, just hearing like kind of like a history lesson on religion, yeah. which I think is interesting. I like the history stuff. Yeah, I like that you had some stuff to input on that. I'm not super informed on religion, so it's cool to see that side of things. I like that. Yeah, I don't know. If you guys enjoyed listening to that, and if you want to send in a suggestion of your own, we might not talk about it, but we might not talk about something similar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you Thank can. you, Juan, for... Yeah. Be sure to email us at accordingtoanidiot at gmail.com, or you can look on our Instagram or Facebook at accordingtoanidiot, or tweet us at idiotsaccord. Please review us on iTunes. That helps us a lot. And we just enjoy hearing feedback as well. If there's something that you would like to comment on, let us know about things you think we can improve on or just general subjects, suggestions. We'll take all of that. Just like send an emoji with a thumbs up. That's cool too. That's awesome. We love that too. If you want to request feed pics from either of us, um, I'm more apt to respond. Yeah. And I do charge more. I will probably send you just Google images of feet. I won't shortchange you like that. If I'm getting your money, you're getting my feet, okay? Right. Uh, Good vibes. Good vibes. Oh, shit. My good vibes for the week is Thanksgiving, which this episode will not come out near Thanksgiving. But it's Thanksgiving this week for us. Turkey. Eat some turkey. Some mashed potatoes. What's your favorite Thanksgiving food? Mashed potatoes and corn. Yeah. Mixed together. Yeah. Throw some else in there. Hot dogs. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, no, not you. No, I said that to throw you off, and she liked Ooh, it. Ooh, yeah. That's my good vibes. Mashed potatoes and corn. Mashed potatoes and corn. Um, My good vibe is I'm going to do a shout-out to all those midwives out there. They got accused of being witches <laughs> in the 15th and 16th <laughs> you century. You guys are the real MVPs. You guys are the real real Gs. Uh, midwives, I mean, they really helped a lot. They helped deliver babies. They uh, used herbal medicine to help women with gynecological problems. Uh, they were they were the real G's for sure. Uh, you're not so, you're not ready to be done with this segment. I can tell. I could talk about <laughs> it for literal hours. So thank you, thank you, midwives who have been dead for ooh thousands of years. This one's for you. This one's for you, midwifeies. Love you guys. Have a good one. I will see you in time. And by the way, Juan, we will talk at at some point about <laughs> your actual topic. I promise. Yeah, I addressed that in the beginning. He knows. Yes. <laughs>